highly qualified psychiatrist. I am. Dracula. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Have you checked the children? children? We all go a little mad sometimes. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of From Dust Till Dawn. I am Don Lahi, your hostess with the mostess. I don't know if I've said that one before, but we're just going to keep it in. So uh, I, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, welcome back, everyone. This is a horror movie review podcast where we re- review horror movies. Um, the way that we like to choose our horror movies is that we like to go to a horror movie generator and... Um, you know, hit generate and then it gives us a movie and then we watch the movie and then review it. Um, Once again, like uh, the last episode, which got really uh, great numbers. Thanks for everyone for downloading and liking and subscribing and commenting and sending all your love. Um, There's no guest to this one. So it's going to be a little short. Um, No worries. This week, the horror generator gave us 2001's Joyride, uh, directed by John Dahl, um, D-A-H-L, The Hall. Um, I don't really bring this up a lot, but it was written by, that's right, Clay Taver. You don't know who that is? Well, the other writer was J.J. Abrams. So I thought that that was really cool. Um, this movie got a 6.6 uh On IMDb and on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 74%. Kind of makes sense that it got uh, those. It seems like it was kind of half, you know, half and half. Uh, It it had its good and, 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 and its bads. The plot to this movie reads, three young people, um... On a road trip from Colorado to New Jersey, talk to a trucker on their CB radio, then must escape when he turns out to be a psychopathic killer. I think that uh, that narrows it down um, well enough for me, at least. Um, if you have... If you have seen this movie, you know that the late, great Paul Walker was in it um, as Lewis. We have Steve Zahn, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, his name in the movie is Fuller. And then uh, uh, we have Vienna, played by Lili Sub- Sabisky. Sub- Sabisky. And... Those are kind of our, our our main people, other than the man who voices Rusty Nail, which is Ted Levine. Uh, and you'll know him from being Buffalo Bill in Signs of the Lambs. He was in Shutter Island. He was in Heat. He was even in uh, Fast and the Furious with um, our late, great Paul Walker. Um, I watched this movie when I was, uh, when it came out as a kid, I went to Blockbuster Um I remember, I know that uh, this movie came out before uh, Fast and the Furious, but there was something, my my dad took me to go see Fast and the Furious in theaters, and then, um, like, not later that day, but just later in the year, or the next year, we went to Blockbuster, and I saw Paul Walker uh, in another film, and I think I had a crush on Paul Walker, because I kind of just watched Paul Walker uh, movies. I watched the Fast and the Furiouses, and I remember the movie Skulls. 
I think it was Skulls with uh, with uh, Joshua Jackson in it, where he plays some frat boys and in, in a secret society. Um, oh, it's the Skulls. My bad, my bad. Um, yeah, pretty sure I had a, a a crush on Paul Walker because every single movie that came out with him in it, I was like, I'm I'm in it to win it on this, and uh, and and Joyride was a part of that. So I rented that from Blockbuster, and I remember I watched it, and I remember I, I think like for like three or four times every time we went to Blockbuster, that was kind of in the mix of stuff. I really liked how it scared me as a kid. Um, there wasn't a lot of gore in it. There was cars, there was chase, there was action. So I really, really liked it. Um, this, uh, this is a good, not love letter, but it kind of brings you back to late nineties, uh, early two thousands. There's, uh, there's phones on cords. There's house phones. There are Walkman. There are pay phones. Uh, there are alien head sucker bowls. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but I do. I had a whole one. Um, there's signing visa slips. So if you want to, if you kind of want to know how it was growing up in, in maybe 2000, this is, this is how it was. This is, uh, you watch these kids travel cross country. They're looking at maps. It's not just on your phone. So, so, uh, so pretty cool. Um, Another thing that I want to bring up is that uh, I watched this on Amazon and on Amazon, it's not called Joyride. It's called Roadkill. And I think when me and my wife did Ready or Not, that was another one, but it was on Disney Plus and it wasn't called uh, Ready or Not. It was called Marriage Murder or Bloody Wedding or something like that. So and 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 i looked it up and it said that uh it, it it calls itself roadkill because in england joyride means stealing a car and driving it around uh it means that here as well so uh you can just call it joyride anywhere uh, it's a horror movie it's not like uh kids in the uk are going to watch joyride and then go you know steal a volkswagen beetle i know that's the only kind of cars that they have over there but i don't think that this movie is going to uh, get anyone to go and, uh, um, do, do some GTA shit. So let's just change it back to Joyride Cause roadkill, if this movie was called roadkill, it, it, the points would just immediately go down. Um, I thought that the shots, uh, in this movie were amazing. The use of, uh, color. I've, I would say like every single shot up until the chase scenes, uh, were just perfect. Like just just kind of how I like my movies to look. Um, I can't really explain a lot of them. There's one where Paul Walker's in the car and it's raining and the motel sign is like beaming red light over him. Uh, it's very clean. Uh, and it, and it looks just really good. Once again, I'm, I'm kind of biased when it comes to Paul Walker because I got a, I, I got a crush on him. Um, the editing in this film was amazing it, it set the tone perfectly with the suspense and then that brings me to the suspense which was very well done i my heart was my heart was racing uh racing for its life um th 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 there were a couple cheap jump scares but that's 2001 that's what you're gonna get in 2001 
these guys are competing with uh with like scream and stuff so they have to throw in some cheap uh some cheap uh jump scares in there and that's okay with me like like that's really okay with me now the movie opens up with some uh some title cards on it and i'm really happy that we stopped doing this but it's when they when the font is like shaking a little bit and then it finally focuses but it's still shaking they do it uh like they do it at like the starting of seven and seven does it really well but this one just kind of hurt my eyes so maybe just uh keep your eyes closed you're not going to miss anything uh, you can just use your ears. You can almost use your ears through this whole movie because uh, just like the narration of the scenes and uh, and, and how it works out, um, th- the crew is uh, is good. You could just use um, audio. This could be an audio book. Yeah, I mean, I also just want to say uh, rip to Paul Walker. Like I said, love the guy. He had a great catalog of work. Uh, shame what happened. In 2003, he passed away. I'm pretty sure. No, 2013. Respect the guy. Um, and that's all I really want to say about that. So it starts off with Paul Walker being a fucking loud asshole um, on the telephone uh, while his roommate is trying to sleep. And uh, he's talking to his girlfriend, setting the whole movie up pretty much. He's going to drive from Colorado to New Jersey, pick her up on the way and they're going to go to New Jersey. And the, uh, the roommate is like, buddy, I'm trying to fucking sleep. It's 3am. I got a midterm in the morning or whatever it is. I don't know. And, uh, and then what does Paul Walker do? He throws him a disc man to listen to while he's trying to sleep. I had a disc man when I was growing up as well with those shitty earphones that you got with them, the plastic ones. And I tried sleeping with them one time. You wake up feeling like you just got out of a UFC fight with uh, whoever the best UFC fighter is. Patty the Batty, maybe? Feels like you got cottage cheese ears. No, cabbage ears. No, cauliflower ear. Sorry. I knew it started with a C, though. Um, So, yeah, right off the bat, you're kind of like, Paul, we know you're the best-looking guy on the planet right now, but, like take it outside, you know, but this is what you had to do. This is what you had to do. You didn't, you had, you didn't have cell phones, uh, very, uh, you know, especially for a kid in school, you didn't have a wireless phone at all either. So anyway, we'll forgive you, Paul. Um, yeah. Then we get a phone call from the mom. Um, and she says, brother's in jail, uh, in Salt Lake city, not too good at geography. Don't really know where Salt Lake city is. Um, I know it's in Utah, but I don't know where Colorado is to New Jersey, to Utah, to must be somewhere in there. Right. Um, so Paul Walker is going to go get his brother, uh, breaks him or breaks him out of jail. He bails him out of jail. Once again, you see that visa slip getting signed. So when we keep seeing that, so he keeps signing his name somewhere, uh, like all the time, which I thought was like an important thing. And maybe it was for the, uh, the villain to know the name. I'm not too sure. I don't know why he would be in a police station. Maybe it gets explained in, um, in the second, uh, the sequel. Cause this is, this is a, a trilogy, I believe, and it's a full franchise. So I think I'm going to have to check those out only if the horror movie generator tells me to, cause that's my, that's my God bails him out of jail. They finally get in the car and I love the way that they're interacting. 
usually like in movies when like they're like we're brothers they they always kind of do that thing where they're like remember that one time mom wiped our asses when we were a kid like they have to like bring up a story to like look at the audience and spoon feed you like we're brothers this is things that brothers do and it's just like they didn't do that in this they were chummy they were kind of like impolite to each other so I, i i actually really really appreciate that we're also dealing with some very talented actors here, um, Stephen uh, Zahn and uh, and Paul Walker. So it's not, uh, or sorry, Steve Zahn. I, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Steve Zahn and, and, and Paul Walker. So we're dealing with some legends here. We're dealing with uh, some true professionals. So they nailed it. And I, and I, and I really, really like that. Um, then they get a, they stop off at a gas station um, and they pick up a CB radio, a ham radio, and they put it in the car. They're going to have a little fun. I think this is what I didn't have a car when I was in, in 2001. Uh, I was a little young for that. So I don't know the the whole uh, kick on, on ham CB radios. Um, I do know people like it though. My father-in-law talks about, uh, great memories about being on a CB radio. He might've done these kind of shenanigans too. Not too sure, but it seemed like a, a a pretty fun thing. I remember driving to Florida, um, with my whole family and there were two or three cars. We got walkie talkies and the walkie talkies kind of, um, the, the signals crossed and we could talk to other people in other cars. This was all before cell phones. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and the, there was one person who did like trivia on it. And then there were other people, you know, making sex noises and stuff. And there was a bunch of different, uh, crazy characters out there in the old United States. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I guess I kind of do know how, how it was, but, uh, they get a CB radio installed in the car and they start kind of, you know, they come up with their own handles. Uh, Fuller, played by Steve, Steve Zahn, uh, his is Black Sheep and Lewis Paul Walker is uh, Mama's Boy. And they, they get in contact with, uh, with Rusty Nail. Uh, Rusty Nail is played by Ted Levine um, and he's just got a fantastic voice. And I'm going to try to do an impression of it where he goes... Uh, let me just say Paul Walker and, uh, or sorry, Fuller and Lewis, um, they try to prank him and they try to get him, they try to convince him that Paul Walker is a lady named Candy Cane. <laughs> that wasn't good. Come on in Candy Cane. He's just, he's got such a, a gravelly voice. So, but, uh, Rusty Nail, he falls for it and they get to a motel and they decide to prank this poor guy, uh, because they, they've kind of got into an altercation with someone else and they're like, we're just going to see what, what happens. We're going to set this guy up and maybe he'll kick his ass for us because of our altercation. And we're not going to go and do anything about it. Um, well, it works. Uh, rusty nail, uh, comes to the hotel. The guys see what's going on. They kind of hear a commotion, but then they just go back to bed, wake up. Cops are there. The cop was weird. I thought he was going to play a bigger part. I remember as a kid watching it thinking, okay, maybe this guy, uh, kind of follows them and then he gets killed halfway through, but he just has one part. He plays it really well, but, uh, 
they kind of get in shit for setting this up because the guy who they had an altercation with gets his jaw ripped off. Um, and uh, I know they wanted to show it, but they didn't, they wouldn't bring these guys to the hospital just to see it. But maybe they did that to get them to confess that they were the reason why Rusty Nail did all this. But maybe that was just a quick thought that I wrote down that I don't think anymore. It just like the sheriff's like, God damn it, boys, you see what you've done. You got to get the hell out of my town and stuff like that. And I'm like, we could have just like seen the body later. He could have been missing because really there, there wasn't a necessary there wasn't a, a, a point to having this cop act the way that he did and then the sheriff be in it when you're never going to see them again because they, they, they drive across state lines. So a little funny in that way, like could have done something a little bit quicker, kept the budget down. But hey, Rusty Nail calls back and they uh, they're kind of pissed that they got in trouble and also that the Rusty Nail ripped off some dude's jaw. So. Uh, they kind of start telling him off and um, Rusty Nail's pissed and asks them to apologize. And these are kind of where the, the tense, you know what, there, there's actually tense moments through the entire film. The The way that they played with tension in this film really made me happy, but also really made me scared. Um, so the, they're on the CB radio. Uh, they're talking to him. They're like, get the hell away from us. We don't want anything to do with you. Why did you do that? And then uh, at the starting of the film, Paul Walker Lewis gets pulled over and he gets a ticket for a broken taillight. And while they're yelling at the rusty nail, he goes, you ought to fix that. And then they go fix what? And then he's like, you ought to fix that taillight. I'm really not good at the voice, but I'm really not going to stop. Um, pretty scary. They go to a gas station. They get chased again. It's not the guy. The guy behind Paul Walker at the gas station saw that he left his credit card, chased him down, gave him the credit card. And then you're like, oh, okay, good. It was a fake scare. Like, you feel relieved with with Fuller and Lewis. And then, boom, here comes Rusty Nail. And then there's a chase scene with, uh, with Rusty Nail and them. There's no way a transport truck is outrunning, uh, like, a car. This is a 1976 Newport uh, against a against a transport truck with with like a bed on the back. So that was a little unbelievable. I maybe understand if there was no like trailer on the back, but there was, and he was like keeping up with them. And he's definitely not catching up with them, especially with Paul Walker behind the wheel. So anyway, they Rusty now catches them starts crushing them in between a tree and the truck, breaks all the windows, scratches the side of the car, and then they finally apologize. That's what he asked for. And then we kind of think that it's done. Then we were like, okay, that's what he wanted. He wanted to apologize. They got to go fix the fucking car again, or not again, but the first time that they were in the shop, they got the CB radio, and this time they have to fix all the windows. So now at the starting of the film, you see that Paul Walker Lewis bought the car for $1,100 and they've put almost $6,000 in it and they've been even gone through three states yet. So pretty irresponsible. And, and also during like all the chase scenes and when they're uh, in like the cornfield and when like you can't see who's in the truck and I like it 
and I've brought this up on other episodes, but it, it reminds me of Christine where the car is kind of alive or Herbie reloaded. Uh, the car is alive or transformers, whatever. I like not seeing the person in the car and the car kind of being the, being the, the, the vessel of doom. We'll call it vessel of doom. Voice effects. Then it's just full road trip vibes. They go pick up Vena, played by. Uh, I'm really sorry if I'm saying her name wrong here. Uh, Lily Sobski, Lily Soboski, Sobiski. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we go pick her up. We meet her friend Charlotte, played by Jessica Bowman, uh, who will uh, kind of get tied in a little bit here. And then, and then, yeah, we uh, it's full road trip vibes. It's sleeping in the back, sleeping with the windows uh, down, hitting up random diners, gas stations. Uh, you know, um, going to the bathroom and questionable uh, facilities. So I like that. I like road tripping. It's fun. I like wearing the same pair of underwear for three days in the car. I think it's an adventure. I think it's a challenge. So sign me up for this joy ride. Oh, sorry, UK. Get out of that. Get out of that beetle. Get out of the beetles. And uh, yeah, and then and then that's kind of a montage. Then we end up in a bar. They're, they're doing shots. They're having fun. And then, and then these, these guys kind of try to intimidate the, uh, the girl when she's going to get the the next round. And, um, and, uh, then Paul Walker's like, what's going on here? And then the guy asked Paul Walker, is this your bitch? And it just made me so happy that I married someone who, if that happened to us, she would just take care of the situation and I wouldn't have to. I mean, I would, but at the same time, I married someone who can stick up for themselves and would never allow anyone to ask if they were my bitch. So shout out to my wife and the brother's a little scumbag because when everyone goes to bed, he goes back to the girl's room. They don't have, they have separate rooms, even though it's like, let's try to save some money on this road trip here. He goes back and I didn't really like that. He was, he was being a bit of a sneak and, um, he makes, he makes her some drinks and such and such. Um, but then rusty nail calls the motel and then they freak the fuck out because like, how did he know where they were? Um, he's obviously following them. There was a bit of a funny point where, uh, they tell, uh, Vanna to put her shoes on and she says no. And then, uh, Paul Walker goes, just do it. Even though she's not wearing Nikes, I thought that was funny that we were going from shoes to saying, just do it. Uh, and he's following them across the country. I'm not too sure, but whatever route he's on, he's not getting it done. Unless he's like, he is, and that would be really impressive if he's like tormenting these kids and also getting his route done. So that'd be pretty cool. So Rusty Nail finally kind of has them in in the grips here. And uh, we're going in, uh, we're doing what he wants because we just want this to be over with. His his bargaining chip is that he is Charlotte, uh, Vanna's friend. So he goes, if you guys call the cops, I'm going to kill Charlotte. Rusty Nail doesn't fuck around. I'm really sorry about this, but I have to do the... I have to do the voice. So the bargaining chip. So Rusty tells them, uh, 
go to this, go to this diner, this truck, this trucker diner, take all your clothes off, go get 12 cheeseburgers. This was, this was, I'm sure this was a comedy portion of the film, but they, I think like they, he had them do that because he just wanted to talk to Venna in the car. And he just wanted to tell, tell her where to go to pick up Charlotte, her friend, which was a cornfield. So then we're in a cornfield, like, like nothing really comes out of ordering cheeseburgers naked, even though that sounds awesome. 12 cheeseburgers, butt naked, Paul Walker. Love it. They go to the cornfield. Uh, there's another chase scene shot really, really well. Really, really liked this scene. Um, going through the cornfield, the truck going through the cornfield, the lights, the backup light, like the, the, uh, just, just everything looked great. One stupid thing though, and this is a, a trope, I guess, but they're all hiding in the cornfield away from this person and they're, they're, they're calling each other's names. Like you're, like you're gonna get caught. Just sit like, would you not just be silent and not say anything? I would. Why, why are you making a noise when you're trying to hide from someone who's like obviously a killer? If they have your friend or not, like you're, you're no use to her if you're caught with her. Um, but what are you going to do? Because they were yelling each other's names in a cord field, cord field, um, cornfield, Venna gets snatched up and taken to the hotel. And there's a cool little montage of uh, Rusty setting up a shotgun head remover by the door. Um, and the music uh, in the background's really, really creepy. With the suspense, there's not a lot to play with, but it's still really suspenseful. You're still like tensing your muscles. You're still kind of, uh, you're still freaked out. So I really, really like that. So e even in this, where he's just taping someone up to music, putting a shotgun down. You're like, what the hell's going on? And you're kind of freaking out inside. So Rusty Nail tells uh, Lewis and Fuller where to go. They, they get there. They go into the one room. You can't just walk into motel rooms, by the way. You need to go get a fucking key, you little thieves. And uh, they go in, phone rings. They're talking. In movies, when they Paul Walker's on the phone, Steve Zahn is talking to him, and he Paul Walker doesn't want uh, Rusty Nail to hear Steve Zahn talking to him, so he covers the the mouthpiece, and then he's like, "You go around back, and I'll and I'll wait here, um, and and then and then we'll figure something out." As if the person on the phone's not going to hear that. So I'm going to do a little test here, and I'm going to cover my mic, and I'm going to say something. And we're just going to see, you know, in the editing process, if, uh, if we can hear that or not hear it, but I'm just going to leave it in. Um, so yeah, here we go. I have the best listeners ever. So I just told a very, uh, real thing secret. So hopefully no one heard it, but cause I'd like movies to be real. So anyway, he goes, he goes around back, uh, Steve's on to go see what's going on. Uh, rusty nail sees him breaks through the window he falls gets metal piece through the leg and during all this uh venna is is in the room just about to have her head removed from a shotgun steve's on i guess it's a i don't know where he's from let's see where he's from 
I'm going to guess the Midwest. I don't even know what the Midwest is, but he's from Minnesota. And I think there, I think people there talk like, oh, geez, oh, geez, because that's at the last like 10 minutes of this movie. That's all he says. And it's really, really funny. He's got a hook through his leg pulling uh, that's being pulled. And, and he's like, oh, geez, ah, geez. So I thought that was, uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, he, he, he was great comic relief in this. He's, he's number one. I, I really like this guy. I wish he was in more things as I grew up, but he was kind of in, in this or that. Maybe he was a good guy and went and, and, and he was just being a dad or something. And he just took a bunch of time off. Uh, Rusty Nail is kind of driving around in his truck, waiting for someone to open that door. Once that door opens, Venna's going to get her head removed uh, by a shotgun. So the police show up because they call the cops. Actually, Rusty Nail called the cops before anything happened. He said, there's two dead bodies here. You got to come pick them up. And um, cops finally get there. They start on room 24 and they work their way down to 18. 18's the one that Venna's in. If they open the door, kablamo. Um, so a lot of suspense going back and forth. Like I said, the editing was really, really good. So they were going 24, 23, 21, or 22, 21, 20, and they were, and they were going down. So it was, it was, it was a really fun way to have a countdown. So I really, really enjoyed that. They get to the, they get to the room. Paul Walker gets to her though, brings her down shot. Doesn't take anyone's head off. She's okay. Fuller isn't though. So Lewis, Paul Walker goes out. The cops are like, freeze, freeze, freeze. And then he's like, I got to save my brother, goes out. The cops run after him and then keep pointing their guns at uh, Lewis and Fuller and keep saying freeze while there's a transport truck like bombing right towards them. Paul Walker Lewis says, shoot the truck, shoot the truck. And they do. But they do hold their guns on these guys for a little bit too long before they decide, Okay, let's shoot the giant truck stampeding towards us great action i like i and i and i mean that sincerely they finally get out of the way transport truck goes through the motel and yeah that's that's pretty much it the cops uh the cops uh the guy dies in the truck now this is where i i don't quite know what what was going on it looked like rusty nail died they kept showing his wrist that had a wrist watch on it and it looked kind of nice when they are getting all uh fixed up from the medics and stuff paul walker lewis asked the cop what what's up with this guy the the one of the first guys who who grabbed the credit card he either took his identity or that guy was rusty nail i got a little confused because on the ham radio and the ambulance rusty nail comes back on but we just saw the guy who was killed was was rusty nail um it it's a little it was a little confusing but maybe that's just what they did in 2001 just to 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 have it have a sequel or here comes a sequel maybe um so I'd really like someone to explain that to me. I feel like I understand it, but I can't articulate it enough. Um, I think maybe Rusty Nail, the real Rusty Nail, got some 
kind of rant some random other trucker to do this job for him and explained it to him like it was not going to be too crazy because you do hear the you do see rusty nail quotations rusty nail quotations um and it's this like bigger guy and uh when you hear him talk he, he talks once and it but it doesn't sound like rust it doesn't sound like rusty nail at all so i don't know a little a little confusing don't quite know try to figure it out that's and and what i think is that the real rusty nail got this guy to do it for him so then he could uh fly off yeah, because it says in the trivia, although Ted Levine provides Rusty Nail's voice, he actually wasn't brought in until post-production and physically Rusty Nail is played by the hulking actor Matthew Kimbrough. So that's that. Oh, this is a good one. Sylvester Stallone was considered for the role of Rusty Nail. So imagine that. Imagine how that would have turned out is, do you think you would have seen his face? Because if it was just, just Sly's voice on the radio, on the ham radio, that would, that would be pretty weird. Hey, yo, why don't you bring some pink champagne, huh? I'm really bad at Sly. I can't do Sly. Uh, you know, I'm going to come and kill you and your stupid friends. Uh, Let me try one more time. <clears throat> hey, Candy Cane. Hey, why don't you... Come make love to me, Rusty Nail, uh, Rocky Nail, Rocky Nail 16, baby. I don't know. In the scene where the three characters are drinking at the bar, uh, you can see that Lily uh, doesn't really take any of the drinks. This is because she would have been 17 or 18 at the age of, or at the time of filming. So kind of illegal. So keep her eye out if you go watch Joyride. And that's kind of it. So also I looked up a uh, a trucker name, a trucker handle or a, a ham handle, a hamdle. Uh, like I said, uh, Paul Walker's was mama's boy. Rusty Nail was Rusty Nail. Candy Cane was Paul Walker um, as a sexy blonde. Um, and uh, Steve Zahn's was, uh, was Black Sheep. I went to a, a handle generator uh, and I put all my information in and mine would be destructo. So that's fucking awesome. And then I asked my wife all the same questions and hers would be waste management. So not so good. Um, don't really like that, but we can also come up with them. So maybe it would be not my bitch. Oh, I know. Tulip petal. Tulip petal. Petal? Like a, like, because, because truckers have a bunch of petals to change gears. I like that. It's going to be tulip petal. On this podcast, we like to rate our films, uh, with Don's dollars, uh, one to $10, one being the lowest amount that you pay for a movie and 10 being the most that you'd pay for a movie. And, uh, with this film, with the the look of it, the pace of it, the pace was amazing. There were a couple like I'm like, all right, let's get in the car and go here. Um, with the suspense, the pace, the acting, the little bits of uh, 
comedy that were sprinkled in. I was genuinely scared of Rusty Nail. Lily was Lily was good, but she she wasn't in the movie a lot. Um, if she, I feel like if she was in the movie a lot, I feel like she came in and then she she was the movie was kind of done. So I wish she was kind of around a little bit more. But I I liked this movie. Um, I'm gonna give uh, with Don's dollars. I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, there was a couple things in it that, uh, that kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, and it was just because of how the times were and some words that they think, you know, were, were, uh, okay. And, and that kind of threw me for a loop and, and, and I felt a little weird. I'm not going to say them. Uh, but once you watch the movie, you'll probably see what I'm talking about, but yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. Um, good story, nice and basic. Nothing, nothing was, uh, nothing was spoon fed. I liked this movie. Thank you for, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being around always. Everyone who is following, subscribing, rating, listening, liking, loving. Uh, I really, really appreciate all of you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if next time that you're, uh, you know, driving around in a $1,100 car and you decide to pull over and put a CB radio in your uh, vehicle, just make sure that your handle isn't waste management. Love ya.